Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Monday, September the 12th, I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from John, who writes, I listen to your show all the time. I've been studying macroeconomics hard for about five years. I feel well-informed and knowledgeable regarding the macroeconomic picture most of the time. Then I listen to you, and I feel like a brand new apprentice. You're one of the smartest people I've listened to, and I listen to a lot, including all the Rich Dad advisors. My question is this. I'm a business owner in the United States teaching martial arts, with a primary focus on teaching children ages 5 to 10 years. I have a full-time and part-time team of members. I'm looking to expand my operation as we're very busy at our one location, to the point where we're busting at the seams. We've received top-notch mentoring, and they've provided us with top-notch systems. We have all the systems down and are able to duplicate them with more locations and provide more opportunity. My concern is with the constant attention on recession. I owned the business in 2008 and wrote out the last major recession, but I was in the business with only three employees. Today we're 15. I want to expand, but I fear as I'm doing it at the height of the market that when I do pull the trigger, the next recession will be close behind and I won't be able to pay my bills. This is the only thing holding me back from pulling the trigger and providing more opportunity and more jobs. Should I just go for it knowing that we know how to expand and duplicate our systems or should I wait a year and see what happens? I'd love to know your thoughts. Well, John, first of all, thank you for the kind words and this is a great question. There are two ways to grow a business. You can grow organically, the old-fashioned way, one customer at a time, and this is the way most business owners think about growth. It's also the most difficult way to grow. But if this is the route you choose to go, there are many things you can do to mitigate your risk. Any business is made up of fixed costs and variable costs. Those fixed costs happen regardless whether you have zero customers or a thousand. The variable costs can scale as the business grows and, if necessary, retrench if the business shrinks. Your biggest risk are the fixed costs. You could negotiate lease terms for the new location that are more favorable to you. If the space is going to be empty anyway, then you, the tenant, have a lot more negotiating leverage than you think. You could ask for a short-term lease with multiple options to renew. You could negotiate a rent-free period at the start of the lease, or you could negotiate an escalating rent that starts with you paying the operating expenses, then after a period of time adding a lower fixed rent, and then, as the business grows, adding a royalty for revenues that are above a certain threshold. That way, you're taking less financial risk than taking the full impact of the full rent with no customers. The second way for you to grow is to grow inorganically, that is, through acquisition. This second method can provide instant growth, but it also has some integration risk associated with it. See, the fact is, about 75% of the baby boomer-owned small businesses in America will close down with no succession plan. I don't know exactly if that statistic applies to the martial arts business, but it's probably a good rule of thumb. Of those baby boomer-owned businesses that are looking to exit, only 1 in 13 will actually sell. The rest will shut down, because some of those who will have tried to sell will have had no luck, and they will eventually close. So when I think about any business proposition, where there's one buyer for every 13 sellers, I ask myself, how can I negotiate better terms for the buyer? And it turns out that most small businesses tend to be more of an owner-operated business. And for that reason, the seller of that kind of business has a hard time separating the business from themselves into a standalone business that can run without the presence of the owner. 
Before making the decision to expand, I would definitely take a look at other businesses that might be potential acquisition targets. The acquisition could cost you money, but the value of that business is likely to be very low, and you're probably going to buy it on the basis of terms with a very small outlay of cash at the beginning. They could be in the same market or they could be in another market. They might be a competitor. You can easily improve the experience for the existing customers of your newly acquired business. You might also be able to accommodate some of your existing overflow clients into the new location. In most cases, with the sale of an existing business, the seller will finance the sale over a period of years. The initial price you pay will be very low, and it will escalate as the claims made by the seller get verified in practice. The first phase of the purchase involves taking over operations. Most businesses in their sunset have experienced declining business. They've not marketed the business well, and it would take very little incremental investment in the right places to get the business functioning well again. Naturally, the pandemic has hurt martial arts businesses, just like gyms and many other businesses. Many of them have closed. But those studios are still often available for rent, and the staff are probably still available. Again, you've got a lot of negotiating leverage. As part of acquiring the business, you have an opportunity to either assign the existing lease or to sign a new lease. And all of the things we talked about for signing a new lease would apply in this particular instance. And then the third thing you can do is you could look at expanding in a lower risk manner. You might choose to rent space on a part-time basis in a community center or perhaps a church basement. And instead of offering classes five days a week, you might only offer classes a couple of days a week. That would be a way of at least expanding a little bit without taking on the financial risk. Instead of a fixed cost for the lease, you would be renting that space by the hour. That might be something you do as an interim step for a year before making the decision, before making a larger scale commitment to expand. Hopefully this gives you a few ideas that might be helpful for you. And John, I really want to thank you for a fabulous question. This is a great question that many business owners the world over are grappling with right now. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.